0: hysteria radio and the show starts now welcome to episode 14 of popping off pink it's the season finale
1: episode 14 it's been 14 fucking episodes yes mind
0: two whole seasons i'm chi chi
1: i'm kimber how's it going
0: um before we get into stuff i have to say let us know if you want us to be on Cash App because y'all haven't been fucking with Patreon for whatever reason. You can give a dollar, three dollars, twenty five cents, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm start a Cash App and if
1: Patreon requires a little too much commitment. Yeah,
0: if you guys are gonna actually give us money. <laughs> um, last time was a very somber episode. Um, we talked a lot about Nipsey Hussle and who he was, what he was doing, all his activities, um, the women in his life.
1: Yeah, we were really deep with that episode. Um, We also talked about other great figures throughout history Mm -hmm. that suffered from an untimely, unfortunate, tragic death, um, basically motivated by hate, so...
0: Yeah, that's right. We talked about I know we showed the clip about uh, Martin Luther King. We talked about uh Malcolm X,
1: mm-hmm. Tupac, and Tupac, Biggie we also to... drag the black community a little bit. <laughs> um, you know, we always have to let you guys know that we still have a lot of work to do. Can't let you get away with that. Yes. Um And we just talked about how death tends to bring things full circle Mm -hmm. and make us realize who's who in the who.
0: Yes. And we talked specifically about like where women are right now in hip hop specifically. We're talking about women, I think, a lot in where we are in, you know, do we have equal wages and all that type of stuff. But we specifically talked about women in hip-hop where are we now what exactly is it that we want Mm -hmm. whether you're a female artist or you're a fan or you're part of the audience or part of the community so definitely check that out if you haven't yet but since this is the season finale kind of wanted to go through our favorite episodes and why and i'm going to start with the black history episode we did with professor brandon alexander williams who is um Engaged and also has a baby on the way, so congrats. Yeah, that was, um, that was interesting, very interesting conversation. I feel like we covered a lot of topics, um, with Professor Brandon in a short time. But what really, um, was my favorite part of that conversation was what he had to say about his Black Love um, Project and you know, just creating something to celebrate Black women, not from a place of you know, this is my mother, this is my girlfriend, but like just appreciating black women for being just existing.
1: And without the sexuality. The Black Love Mixtape is available on Amazon. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) Plug
0: And there's a link. If you look at that episode, one thing we've been consistent about um, with our guests is we've been plugging their work in the show notes. So if you listen to that episode, there's a link to it if you listen to the episode wild b there's a link to her visual Mm mixtape
1: speaking of wild b that was like one of my favorite episodes Mm -hmm. she is you know like this delightful slice of pecan pie that's got it going on and (laughs) she's out here doing the damn thing she released a lot of videos a lot of music lately and i just can't wait to you know Link up with her in Atlanta.
0: Make, make sure you listen to, to that. Yeah, we got to do the Slay Day. The Slay Day. Yes, in Atlanta Slay with Wild Day. B. But make sure you, yes. one of my favorite um, songs she did, and she talked about the background story. Oh, yes. Was for a song called Con Man. So, yeah, I'm not going to give that away.
1: Even Wild Bee can get played. <laughs> I don't feel so bad anymore.
0: Definitely check that out. I think Mutually, one of our favorites I don't know if it's fair to call her a guest. Well, fur oil episode. Yes. With Dear Lovely Chaos. Dear
1: Lovely, the ever so lovely Dear <laughs> Lovely Chaos. We love you so much, girl. Very, um... That's
0: assistant.
1: sister, that's not a guest.
0: That's a sister yes. who came
1: to visit us. That was forever. a very personal It was conversation. <laughs> we had fun, you know, the pillow fight. We let her We definitely win, let her win because you know.
0: we're gracious, gracious Super co-hosts. Great
1: yeah very generous she
0: will tell you differently but we definitely that was i mean you have to let your guess
1: of course it's only right
0: um I, I i know i put this on our post about it but i just want to apologize again to naz um for what we talked about regarding him in the fur oil episode
1: i'm sorry naz <laughs> Not really, but
0: you know. I mean, we went where no show has went before. Um, (laughs) I think, oh my God. So all those were favorites for different reasons. But I think over everything, my favorite, favorite, favorite is the live show. Wow. Because I feel like we, it was like a variety show, but then it was like, you know, I don't know. Like we didn't miss a beat and I feel like we learned a lot.
1: We definitely learned a lot, In especially when it comes to the inner workings of putting together a live show. Yes, we learned a lot about nigga business, but um,
0: yeah, and people want us to do another live show. Do
1: they? Yes.
0: Oh, well, I'm not gonna comment on that right Hopefully-
1: now. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, I won't be, you know, a drunk person on a hot mic next time, and I'll be like, you know, more show womanly. You know, more together,
0: there's a person I'm not going to call them out by name that listens to every single episode, but that person has not watched the live show. And they admitted it to me recently. You know who you are. So I don't know if there's others of you, because I know and we talked about this. Some people only watch the YouTube. Some people only listen to us. And maybe they see like a clip of us on social, but they do not watch the show. They listen to it in their headphones, which I appreciate. But she has not seen the live show. I may get that like put into audio format um, while we're on the off season. But y'all check out the live show. That
1: we need to I think
0: she's representative of a portion of our audience who just would rather listen. So we're going to be off for some time. I I am not promising anything, so we may not be able to to give you the live show audio. It's purposefully in video format. So if well, you haven't checked that out that the that live show, watch it, check I it know. out. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um. Anything else about season two we want to touch on?
1: Just. I mean, I'm just glad that we made it that far into season two. I think that's the overall, like you know the encompassing thing that i appreciate that you know we're 14 episodes in mm-hmm. like it's it's been real it's been great you know we're getting to know each other and like we're like good Judies now we're golden <laughs> girls in these streets it's amazing yes i like to think of like you know i was just washing your hair and now i'm sitting on your couch <laughs> <laughs> oh my god
0: yeah um yeah uh definitely see the progression from season to season um i do go back and listen um i'm starting to watch some of our episodes but i'm one of the listeners i know it's weird um i like to listen to it in my headphones and it's it's one thing for me to think that it's good content but when people you know even the other day someone made a comment on to us privately you know thank you so much for creating the good content so i say all that to say please share um don't feel bad if you haven't listened to all the episodes. You, we're going to take some time off. Um,
1: it takes time. Send you know, it to your friends. Yeah, it's like a chapter. Send book. it
0: to your enemies. No, I'm just kidding. Uh,
1: no, send it to your enemies. <laughs> a view is a view. <laughs> honey. I don't give a shit. Well, come one, come all.
0: I think it's an appropriate segue to say whether you watched the live show or you tuned in um, to any of the other episodes. You've we've share with you different pieces of ourselves. And along the way we've learned about ourselves.
1: Absolutely.
0: Um, Positive and otherwise. Mm -hmm. Um, Is there anything particularly you feel like you learned over the past two seasons?
1: Um, I learned that I'm capable of being in a public setting for more than four hours I learned that I'm capable of speaking to people and being genuinely interested in what they have to say. Um, I learned that I'm not as much of an ambivert as I thought I was. Mm-hmm. And I'm a little bit more extroverted. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've just become more comfortable in general with um, the overall speaking and mixing with people and just speaking period and like seeing myself and hearing myself Mm -hmm. on film and on because that's always been weird for me (laughs) um yeah I've just learned that I can do it basically
0: and do it do it do it well okay I learned oh my goodness I learned what my priorities are I guess in this space because it's one thing to just I don't want to say just, but it's one thing to have a conversation with people about music or artists or, you know, the history of hip hop. It's another thing to, you know, start to put together a narrative around it, specifically with women, which I hadn't had to do before. Right. So that was interesting. Um, on a personal note, I learned more about being in front of the camera than being behind it. Um, a lot more about, like different types of production because we've kind of changed as the show went along for a while you couldn't watch full episodes on youtube right and that requires a lot more work <laughs> <laughs> uh, so i learned about that and i learned i think um you know i thought for a long time certain people that would message us all the time were either one of Kimber's friends or someone that knew someone that I knew. And then we were started comparing notes and it was like, no,
1: no. (laughs) Yeah. These are like pure fans. (laughs) Right. We got people coming out of the same, including that's how
0: we found wild B. She found us. Um, so
1: who would have thought,
0: and I will say this because I don't have a lot of time. I do, you no, know, with all my heart, I do listen to other shows when you send me episodes. We both promote
1: mm-hmm. other shows. Shout out to Dad Hats and Pretty frequently, including
0: Dad Hats and Bowties.
1: Shout out to the Spilled Milk podcast.
0: Mm-hmm. Shout out to Zav for filming that wonderful pillow fight with Dear Lovely Chaos. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, not just the, the podcast that we know people from, like I listen to other podcasts too. And I will say it is helpful to have such distinct voices. Because, and I'm not saying that as a knock or a diss, it's just certain shows, if I'm not familiar with the people and I've never heard you or met you before, some of the shows, I feel like the voices get, I can't tell one from the other. Right. And not just our voices, like the way they sound, but the things that come out of our mouth. Like we both have very strong um, characters. So I think that I learned that and I learned that as a, a huge asset to this particular show.
1: Unless it's the whole phase. The whole phase is doing some, like they're, Way out there. I don't think anyone out there is doing what the whole face is doing. Yeah. Shout out to them. Yes. Those
0: and shout out beings. to folks that shout us out.
1: <laughs> Word. <laughs>
0: so now let's get into well, some of the topics today. I just want to start with a quote. Um, the quote is, instead of wearing my flower crown, it was important that I bring our culture to Coachella. And that was none other than Beyonce, Giselle News. Carter. So there's there's a lot going on in that quote because it starts with instead of
1: Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) a little shade there. It's like I could have just went in all my glory Mm and all of who I am and just put on the flower crown and been like, I'm at Coachella. That's enough.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: First black woman to headline it. Um, but she said it was important. So she stops, she starts with that cadence and then says, it was important that I bring our culture to Coachella.
1: Yeah. That, you know, I get that. I feel that. Um, Coachella is basically a wannabe Woodstock. It's like Woodstock Jr. And there's a certain aesthetic that's implied with Coachella. Mm-hmm. you know from the way Lana Del Rey says it and kind of glorifies it with her like you know mystical kind of tones with, yeah. you know the photographs we see that come out of Coachella like there's an implication and it does not typically fall into the black aesthetic as let's say afropunk afro fest yeah. what's it called
0: afropunk yeah
1: afropunk would so um yeah there is a distinction and by her not donning the flower crown and going against that um, indication to be all you know hippy dippy or whatever that's that's a great stance to take on it
0: I love that she showed deliberately mm-hmm. showed that side of herself cause we, we've talked about this on previous shows we talked about it in the show where we touched on Kim Porter's mm-hmm. legacy mm-hmm. Beyonce shared a picture of Kim Porter a lot of her fans didn't know who Kim Porter was beyonce shared a childhood picture of uh nipsey hustle after he passed same thing so she's illuminating this huge audience mm-hmm. almost almost no one has a bigger platform right now than beyonce almost No one. like fact. she breathes on instagram and like eight million people see it within the first five seconds right? right so for the fact that she is saying these people are important and i know you don't know who they are but now you do that's a big deal And the fact that it's like she's at Coachella, it's historic in itself that she's there. And she's like, I have an opportunity, but in my own heart, I have the responsibility to bring our culture here. To
1: represent. I think think that's that's really
0: important when you have so many people running away From our culture, because we have like this shared culture, like Kimber and I have this shared culture, but then we have distinct cultures also. And the fact that Beyonce is African-American, you know, you hear people and I read an article the other day, um, it was a woman on the Forbes list and she talked about, you know, she's like an executive vice president at some big company. And, you know, it was my Latina upbringing that got me here because of these values And unfortunately, because of the way this country was built and who it was built by, um, we don't see that. You rarely see a similar situation with a person saying, oh, it's because of my African-American roots, because everything that they try to put out there about us is denigration and it's negativity. Mm -hmm. And if we were to really talk about how our story is one of survival and culture, frankly, then they'd have to admit all the horrible things <laughs> that were done to us, like they'll
1: never do that. The know?
0: the redlining that was done in the Midwest and other parts of the country, and other things we've covered on this show. Yeah. And I'm not, you know, go listen, go did. listen to the Black mm-hmm. Futurism episode if you really want to dig deep. Um, so I feel like she's starting to knock down those walls. And because she is accepted by so many people of so many cultures, Mm -hmm. it's really amazing that she took that opportunity to do that and show that side of herself. She's still, you know, this massive superstar. She's still universally someone that people get excited about. But she said, I'm a black woman first. And, you know, um, we've been in spaces where other, you know, you could be in a room full of black women. And they'd be like, we're going to put this messaging out, but we need to save women of color. And I've been one of the people when I've been in those rooms that say, no, we're going to say black women because that's who's in this room.
1: Yeah, <laughs> there has to be a distinction. Like, you know, the term color women of color is just very safe mm-hmm. and it's all inclusive and it still deviates from the very thing that we're trying to fight against, which is, you know, earning our time in the sun. Um It's amazing that she made it a point to make that distinction seriously because, you know, for the longest time she's stayed quiet and kept to herself and, like, she maintained that neutrality where it's like you don't really know where she stands on certain Mm -hmm. issues and all of that and now she's kind of, you know, stepping out. I feel like her, as well as Rihanna, kind of go through this thing in the media as well where... White people just love and revere them so much. And it's like every photograph you see of them, they're like unusually light. And -hmm. they always seem to try to make them more white. Yeah. I think there was even like something going around online where it was like someone Googled is Rihanna white? And I'm just like, you wish.
0: (laughs) Yes, now I remember. Yeah, I remember seeing the side by side photos of Rihanna versus the touched up photos. And not all of these were like official photos, some of these right. were people that were just fans yeah and you if you're listening, I'm using air quotes mm-hmm. um, who wanted to lighten her. yeah, um they did the same thing, but a, a magazine actually did do that with Carrie mm-hmm. Washington.
1: They try it I remember that they tried I remember to claim her them. speaking out about that so it's it's great that beyonce just like no, black stop it
0: mm mm-hmm. it, it's it, we Start. need to celebrate. <laughs> Our blackness. We need to celebrate where we came from. We need to celebrate our contributions to just this country, this culture, everything. Um, so shout out to Beyonce.
1: Yeah, shout out to her. And Love she Beyonce. highlighted the
0: Graham fam. And my parents are both, you know, Grambling alumni. I didn't share this before, but my grandfather taught at Grambling for over 20 years.
1: Wow.
0: And I was one of those... I you know, I was a one-year-old. You're not going to be surprised by this story. Running out, you know, on the field during a Gramlin football game and dancing when the girls came out dancing and, oh. and my mom had to come grab me. So mm-hmm. I really appreciate um, her highlighting Grambling. Uh, she highlighted other HBCUs, but I'm being partial. Mm-hmm. Thank you for highlighting the Gram fam and, and Gramlin State University in in Louisiana. Um so she showed that part of herself, another woman, <laughs> infamous or not, who has—I think we said Beyoncé chose to share that part of herself. Mm-hmm. I'm not so sure it was a choice, but Wendy Williams has revealed a new vulnerability, a new vulnerable side, because the story got out a few weeks ago that you know there was always rumors for the past couple of years that her husband had this mistress. I really took it when a grade of thought, like didn't really care to be honest. Yeah. And it was just like, huh, interesting. Okay. Well, that's messed up if that's true.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then it was a not even a month ago, maybe two, three weeks ago, it was reported that the mistress had a baby.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And at the same time that happened, Wendy took this really long departure from her show between the end of last year And this year, it was like, oh, she's coming back in January. She's coming back in February. I think she finally came back, I want to say early March, maybe. Yeah, early
1: March, like the first week of March, she was back.
0: And then, even then, it was like more to be revealed. She revealed, because I think someone else was going to reveal, that she was in a sober house, Mm -hmm. because she was having issues again. And she's been very open, actually, about that part of herself, her whole career. Yeah, of course. About her addiction. So I do, you know, recognize that. But she served divorce papers to Kevin Hunter who's not just her husband he's been her manager all this time and he's on the set of the show when he gets served and was you know politely told to exit so clearly there was some thinking um and planning as to how and where and when he was served (laughs) So now, you know, she—I can't remember what episode because I don't watch it. I just watch, like, clips every now and then on YouTube. Mm -hmm. But she mentioned, like, you know, yeah, I get it. I acknowledge all this time I've been dishing on other people's infidelities and lives, and now I'm the one out there. So what do you think?
1: I don't even think that the issue is, um, you know, like, first of all, everyone's so quick to— laugh and be like and point and be like ah this you'll get back this Mm -hmm. is what you get for all those stories and this and that and the other and you've been talking all this shit i feel like the bigger issue is the fact that she was essentially a hoe on the stroll with this man yes that's that's my main thing like wait
0: wait with this man her husband
1: yes (laughs) that ogre (laughs) had her on the stroll um it kind of brings me back to Mary J. Blige and can mm. do like the dissolving of their marriage. Yes. Then it comes out that she was doing threesomes and oh, really all good. these miscellaneous. I'm, she admitted it on the I'm Breakfast late on the tea. Okay, she, let me Google that uh, yeah, later. She admitted it on the Breakfast Club that you know she was basically being turned out. You know, doing threesomes, and I mean, honestly, I what married woman, <laughs> unless you're genuinely with the shits. If you're Whitney with the shits and you want to do extracurricular stuff and you know suck puss and all that, oh, that's fine. Hey, all right, but <laughs> like generally, I can say for myself, I don't want to share my husband. Yeah, I don't think any woman wants to share their husband unless they're just that. Have you not heard of man. Tiana Taylor? But she's a different, like, that's, that's not, like, <laughs> if you want me with the shits, like, yeah. if you're a different type of woman, mm-hmm. that's, you know, There's a difference between,
0: and, what like like you said, between someone who's like that versus they feel pressured right. to do it. either
1: they're pressured or filibustered into it or, you know, they just feel like this is the only way I can keep him. But then at the same time, they still feel devalued by things like that. Mm-hmm. They feel like they're not enough. And um, we all know, like, Mary and Wendy have been through tons of shit, so it's easy to bend and break them into stuff like that. Yeah. At least that's how I feel about it. No offense to, you know, do what you do with your life. It's... But,
0: but now, I'm well, saying... so this was the thing that, but to your point, this was the thing that finally broke. Like, okay, I'm gonna... And because the thing was, she didn't just serve him divorce papers it was reported by people around her that she struggled with the idea of also cutting ties with him professionally yeah but she was like no i want to make a completely clean break i'm serving the divorce papers and he's no longer her manager what i
1: mean by like this pimp and hoe shit like (laughs) you're turning yourself out he's got you doing all of this and then you're paying him to And then, so you're already doing the things that you think, oh, he would never cheat on me. Right. I give him every hole, I give him other women, and I keep his pockets lined. And then he's talking to you crazy (laughs) or abusing you and cheating on you. Yeah. That's my issue. Like, that's what we need to address. How women that have gone through so much. And can triumph and become successes in spite of everything. Can still manage to turn around and compromise their self worth and self respect for a man. And how the fuck you can be married for twenty some odd years and somehow it's still never enough. And you still end up, you know,
0: two thoughts in a, there. In a
1: sober house with sweaty guys, like she said.
0: Yeah. Um. I. One thing you like you said at the beginning, like people pointing and. Just having like this disdain, whether you like her personally or not, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. My thing is, like, she was the TMZ before it was TMZ. Yeah, y'all are quick to report and share stories that TMZ reported. Wendy Williams was TMZ, yeah, she was damn near the internet before the internet was the internet. People who had like her big platforms on the radio that's who we listen to to get the information. Yeah, um, but the other thing you said i mean i think people who are very powerful women that are very powerful like that it's actually not surprising to me that they end up with these type of men that take advantage of them because a lot of powerful people but especially powerful women don't want to play that same role in that in their personal life they don't want to be like the big boss bitch at home they want to come home I mean, and sure be able to have a what? different side of themselves
1: Of course, but do you want to be a wife? Or do you want to be a home Oh no absolutely <laughs> I'm just saying
0: people you know like my brother told me wolves smell blood in the water so people pick up on that yeah and we don't know how they started I feel like they probably did start off. With like a genuine respect, mm-hmm. mutual respect for one another, and of a genuine friendship. But as time goes on, and, the and money people, starts rolling exactly. in, and
1: the power, and the drugs, yeah, and the
0: access, because the they access. both have access to a lot of things and a lot of people. That you know?
1: definitely makes sense. But all the same, my main thing will always be: let's talk about how we can avoid giving everything giving every part of ourselves i remember my mom loves to like tell me how diana ross always says that she never gives herself away completely mm-hmm. in a relationship
0: mm-hmm. interesting
1: and it makes sense and you know people look at me like i'm crazy but i don't even know what that means giving yourself away i mean to me it's like you should
0: always have a strong I had this thought earlier and I don't know what triggered it, but you should always have a strong sense of self, yes. But I think p- some people can do that, but then when they get into a relationship, all of a sudden they turn into a different person. It's I like they're this impeccable, crazy, amazing person alone, and then they get into a relationship and they're constantly seeking validation, not just from that person. But what that person represents, it's like, I want the world to see that I'm with this person and that they're this, and that means that I'm something important too. And it's like, that's unfortunate because I feel like people who are constantly, this is just my own personal opinion, people who are constantly seeking that validation in their partner are probably the most likely to commit infidelity or be victim of it. Because you really don't have a strong sense of who you are.
1: But, yeah, like, you know, that is also very important. And that's a common thread with these women. They come from places of adversity. Mm-hmm. And... She
0: definitely comes from a place of... Yeah,
1: and from they From being with Biggie have,
0: and being dissed by yeah. Biggie back in the day to...
1: Like, they have a lot of deep, deep holes. Like, each of them, if you look at their life stories, they have both have points where they've hit rock bottom.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um you know mel b as well surprisingly stunningly gorgeous lo and behold she's fucking the nanny and the nanny's (laughs) fucking her husband it's like and then he's living off her because i don't know what he does yeah like why do we do that to ourselves
0: interesting well one of um all love and light (laughs) to wendy and her son i know her son is definitely Sticking by her from what I've read. So that's mm. great. Um, one of Wendy's muses from back in the day. She's a muse. Muses. One of them. Oh. One of her favorite people to talk about. She's had her on the show before. Not in this past several years. Mm. But she's showing a different side of herself. Um, and that's Kim Kardashian. Oh, I don't I don't think either one of us follow Kim, but you kind of don't have to because there's always going to be some blog or some friend in my case who wants to send me things, whether it's a picture or an article. And usually I'm just like, okay, if it's the kids, I'm like, oh, my God, they're so cute. Um, And I'm really indifferent to Kim. I don't have a strong feeling either way. It's just more kind of like a spectacle to me. Which is I think on purpose from her perspective because as long as she's a spectacle, we talk about her and she's in the news and what have you um, but this actually did kind of make me pause it gave me pause because um, the story was about her studying for the bar and working with I think a local law firm to get however many you know hours of experience or studying I don't know the details but she's doing what she needs to do to be able to take the bar, I believe in 2020. And I thought that was interesting because I know that she used her platform and her influence at least twice before, once it was a man. And the other time it was a woman that were having legal troubles, um, And so she stepped in and that was to be celebrated as it should have been. But I did find it interesting that she was taking it a step further and was like, no, I want to actually get I wanna actually take the bar exam and be able to practice law. I mean, obviously, her dad practiced law, Rob, Robert uh, Sr. So, but it was kinda like, it gave me pause, but then I was like, what's the end game here? Kimber's face, if you can't see it, it's, uh, I don't know how to describe it. It's not impressive. Mean,
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, cute for you, sis. Great. <laughs> like, you know, she's turned Kanye into an armchair, and she's just on to the next phase of her life, I, I guess. like
0: Self-discovery. Uh,
1: yeah, like, great. <laughs> yet another luxury. <laughs> like, woo, <laughs> great. All the best. You have
0: to admit, though, it is an odd story. Like, it if someone odd. told you this, and then they told you later it was a fake story, you wouldn't have blinked.
1: It is odd. It's almost <laughs> as if, you know, Pamela Anderson went to school to become an esthetician or you know a nurse or something like okay i don't know you know how i feel about kim well I've just come goes to, to
0: show you we all have different layers and sides
1: yeah, no, i've just come <laughs> to you know accept her presence here and
0: accept her presence
1: that's it you know i don't like I, I, well, know.
0: before keeping up with the Kardashians. If she
1: fell in a vat of acid, <laughs> I wouldn't reach down to help her. But the
0: only know. connection I made, and this was later, mm-hmm. I wasn't thinking about it. It just kind of hit me. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember reading that. This was a long time ago, mm-hmm. maybe like 2011 even, um, that she was the only sister who actually worked in the dad in their dad's office. Like she would leave school every day and work with him. He had like a side business and I don't remember the details, but it had something to do with the recording industry. So she actually sat with him, yeah. worked in the office, learned all of that. So she's always had all the nonsense and spectacle aside, she's always had this very strong I mean she is a Libra. Ethic.
1: She is a Libra and I'm sure that she was wholesome mm. before she started fucking. Of course she had some initiative <laughs> prior to you know, fucking so yeah, of course.
0: <sighs> so I'm going to ask Kimber I'm going to do some word association Really quickly About different sides of ourselves um, And then I want you to tell me If you if any of these words make sense to you Or if you affiliate or associate yourself self, with them
1: Okay Sounds fun well. Sexy when I feel like it.
0: Intelligent.
1: More often than not.
0: Creative.
1: My Instagram name is Kimber <laughs> Can't Draw. Like,
0: <laughs> and one of my fa- personal favorites, Ratchet.
1: Okay. I can be. Like, I've, I have designated days <laughs> to be Ratchet. I can be a ratcheroni. So which
0: of the four would you say is most, how you show up most?
1: Um, it varies from person to person. Mm -hmm. Um, When people first meet me, I'm very withdrawn. I'm very reserved. Everyone always tells me, oh, you're so gorgeous, but you just look so unapproachable. I just (laughs) have this resting bitch face. But it's basically, I don't know. It's kind of like, I guess there's just like layers to me. Mm Mm-hmm based on whatever interaction you get from me. Like, if you see me painting live, you'll see that I'm creative. If you start to speak to me, then you'll find that I'm intelligent. Mm -hmm. If you get me drunk enough, you might find me sexy. (laughs) Or ratchet. (laughs) So it's all interaction-based, I guess. Um, Because generally, the way I show up is very stoic and reserved.
0: I would love to hear from the people who showed up. Say yesterday? Oh no.
1: Yeah, last yeah it was time, yesterday. Okay.
0: Last time I know it was I wanna say. I'm a March. Space
1: cadet. Yeah, yesterday. The people
0: who showed up and seen Kimber in person, painting live, or just met her. I want y'all to weigh in. I'm gonna mm-hmm. put you know what that's gonna be a quiz. Okay. That's gonna be a quiz later. Um I will give this a shot. First <clears>
1: impressions <throat> of Chi Chi and Kimber. <laughs>
0: I will say, oh goodness, so sexy. I've pretty much um, weaponized.
1: You have children; and you had to be sexy. Yeah, at some point.
0: But I, that's, <laughs> I, that's something I've like weaponized. So when I say weaponized, what I mean is that there's people who carry mace or tasers, <laughs> and that's kind of how I carry the sexy. It's there. And then, when I feel it's necessary to whip it I'm out,
1: brush with your feminine wild.
0: Then I'll whip it out. But <laughs> for the most part, I actually, I wouldn't say I keep it hidden because that's not right. But I don't really let it flourish until I feel like it's necessary. Um, I definitely lead, purposely or not, with the intelligence, um, just being very cerebral since basically birth (laughs) i mean because there's stories that i wasn't around for that other people have told me um that i'm like okay um the creative i feel like like kimber said like if you're working with me or collaborating with me or you know i've seen other people come up with ideas and i'm like yeah but you should probably consider this so um but if you meet me i think the intelligence probably pops out first and then let second is creative and then ratchet is just like uh, just a common thread throughout all of it because while I'm being sexy there's definitely the ratchet while I'm being intelligent believe it or not the ratchet is still there you can ask anyone who I've ever worked with um and of course like this is popping off pink and it's literally our one of our taglines besides women talk hip-hop which no one was using before we were, um, is bad bitch hysteria. (laughs) So it's like, uh, there's ratchet just throughout. Which I think is important. It's important.
1: To know me is to love that. It's there in all of us. That (laughs) primitive side. That don't give a shit side. That's really what it boils down to. Not just being completely and utterly fuckless. (laughs) For me, to levels that are very low.
0: I will say the way we met, when we met, I felt like the, I don't know, I saw creative, but I also saw, I feel more intelligent. Just because when we started talking, we automatically started talking about projects. Right. (laughs) And then from the unapproachable side, I would say just from like the physicality, even though we were having the conversation, honestly, in the back of my head, I was like, she's not going to do this like she's saying she will and that sounds all nice and stuff oh, while I'm here no. but she's really not oh. she's just like blowing steam right now. Oh okay I'll call you yeah give me your number oh my god <laughs> no <laughs> no
1: no bitch no
0: popping off pink confessions
1: I mean I'll mean... <laughs> honest, if anything, you know? mm mm-hmm.
0: Well, I know that now, but at yeah. the time, I was like, this girl just talking. No, girl,
1: no.
0: I'm gonna call. She's gonna be like, oh, I just saw your call. I missed it. Nah. <laughs> uh,
1: well, here I am.
0: Here we are.
1: I gotta <sighs> say another thing about like all my favorite episodes is the side eye you give. <laughs> Do what? Yeah, like... Well, I don't if give you didn't that, know, <laughs> that's the <Yeah>, know. <laughs> so,
0: and the episodes where it's just the two of us is always really nice, also.
1: Oh yeah, I love like I'm selfish as hell. We've had it's just the two of people
0: us. in the house. I'm super for like some time.
1: possessive <laughs> over Chi-Chi, and it's like when we have to. I'm like, oh great, <laughs> yes, yay.
0: Y'all uh, got to to chill in the dollhouse. Almost all of y'all took y'all shoes off as requested. Some of y'all left some dirt. You know, it's fine. I'm kidding. Um,
1: Indeed. The dirt's been swept out.
0: No, but we we get personal. we are definitely sociable mm-hmm. individually and collectively. And...
1: Conditionally.
0: Mm-hmm. Socially. On social. See, this is where I feel like... This is just the way my brain works. It doesn't matter what problem you come to me with or what problem I come to myself with. I still try to see the bigger picture. I ch- still try to see, of course, that's the Libra. Both sides are all sides. But <laughs> one thing I wanted to talk about is people being unfollowed.
1: <clears throat>
0: <clears throat> Whatever platform, Twitter, Instagram. Seems like Instagram is the most personal. I feel like people don't take it as personal. On Twitter, but um, it is a personal thing because they're personally unfollowing you. So, yes, it is personal, but I don't think you should take it personally. I know that sounds weird, so I'm gonna say it again. <laughs> Being unfollowed is personal, but you shouldn't take it personally. And the reason why, speaking as someone who manages multiple accounts across all the different platforms, is really annoying sometimes, actually. Um, I I get how people can compartmentalize because I think there's a good chunk of people that I follow who also have other accounts. Like Kimber has an account she's going to be starting soon also. So I try to watch everything in people's stories from Chi Chi's account. But that does not mean I'm going to watch it from my other accounts. Who has the time? If I feel like it, like, oh, you know, that was a cute story. Why not watch it again? Fine. But you really should not expect that. And I say all that to say there are people who don't follow the other two accounts. They might follow me and one other account or me and the the other one or all three, which is awesome. But I actually don't think about it and I don't expect it. And there's been people follow you. And there's been people that have unfollowed one or both or more and that's fine too. I will still meet you for brunch and Come to your kids' fest festivities. Like
1: I don't care. Fucking gender reveal. All of that,
0: (laughs) because I feel like, and and personally, there's certain accounts. Me and Kimber have talked about this. It's been a while since we talked about it personally. That I just don't want to follow from my personal account i might follow you but i'm actually not gonna watch any of your stuff um because when i'm in my personal account i get to completely decompress and be me and look at certain things that i don't look at from the other account. so like much more fashion much more aesthetic much more art much more 3d graphic type stuff i don't want to see certain things when i'm in that space but people have come to me complaining you know when people unfollow them um someone I think got upset recently when I have followed them. Um, but it's nothing to take personally. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Why do you feel about people being unfollowed and being upset about, it? or do you get upset? Like,
1: I don't give a shit. Unfollow me. Never follow me. You know, I've never been a fan of social media. Um, i come from the era of AOL dial up. <laughs> and aim when aim was popping when sidekicks were popping like i come from that time Mm -hmm. where there was a, a a time to be on and a time to be off and i had way more productive things to do with my time now like you know i haven't had facebook for like five years and at one point i didn't have instagram for about the same length of time and everyone looked at me like I was saying I don't have a driver's license, a social security (laughs) card, or a birth certificate. Everyone was like, why? And that's my fucking problem. The fact that the line between real life and social media has become smudged, it's like such a... It's so blurred that now if you unfollow somebody on Instagram, it means fuck you i'm never talking yeah to you or
0: that means i don't you don't like, like me and all this stuff
1: like that is so much that is so much an app can literally determine where you stand in someone's actual life does yeah. that just not register to anybody i guess yeah but that's how i feel about it i i don't care I don't care, and if I had my way, I wouldn't have it. If it wasn't for this art shit, this art <laughs> game, and this podcast game, y'all wouldn't see me.
0: I, yeah, I definitely have taken usually about 48-hour breaks every now and then. You have to. And it seems like as soon as I do that, that's when people really come out of Be the honest. woodwork.
1: <laughs> like, that's when your phone is full of you come back to all these
0: notifications. You haven't seen me post on purpose, but it's fine. I appreciate, appreciate the love. Um... And I don't have Facebook either. Um, I do. I don't know. Like we were talking recently about um, this Bel Air trailer. So I feel like you know, technically YouTube is also a social media platform. Yeah. So I feel like it's opened up opportunities for folks. But I do feel like we're now saturated with a lot of content that people just feel compelled to put out. Um, yeah. Yeah like I see some people putting out content every single day and I don't think they've taken a breath to think about do I really need to share this is is this meaningful is my audience really going to connect with this or do I just feel like compelled to put content out there so yeah (laughs) and unfortunately for some of us it has taken over from or you know the line has been blurred I will say as Kimber put it between real life and social
1: yeah people got the shit twisted and it's like you know, it, it's just, it's so, it's just... There's been movements. Yeah, like, when I think about all of the things that, all of the human behaviors that mm-hmm. have developed as a result of social media, or the lack thereof, mm-hmm. it's really alarming.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting, you know, there's, Malcolm X has said it, other people have said it, but if mm-hmm. someone's, like, being celebrated by the media, you should probably give them the side eye yeah the chi side eye um yeah. i say that because you know there's been movements and because everyone wants to be a part of something so bad and at the same time our you know people have been torn down cancel cancel culture came from social cancel media culture i always you know chris rock i think or dave Chappelle called it the "nigger wake up call <laughs> where people really forget who they are oh, and where Paul they Mooney, fit. I think it's a Paul, Paul, Paul. I love Said
1: Mexicans got the nigga wake up call oh My God, because they thought they were white for a while.
0: <laughs> I love him. Well, the the point is, I think it's important to remember who you are. One thousand percent. And even if you don't want to focus on that at the moment, look at things with a critical eye. Um, Because we had the I don't even remember what it was called. There were so many hashtags. But we had the whole thing with R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. And then...
1: Mute R. Kelly? Mute R. Kelly.
0: Mm-hmm. Bill Cosby. And I'm... You know, like Kimmer said, because of this show and because of other creative endeavors, I'm kind of forced to be on social. So I'm looking at this. And there's Me Too, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then a couple weeks ago, I saw one of my favorite rappers at the Playboy Mansion. And they posted on Instagram. And now keep in mind, I didn't do any research on this. This is just like common sense. (laughs) I'm like, why would we be celebrating the Playboy Mansion in the face of what's happening with Me Too, whether it's Harvey Weinstein or Bill Cosby or R. Kelly, but in our platforms, in Black, uh, media and even TMZ, which is technically not even black media, mm-hmm. it's constant. It's a constant narrative about every single thing that's happening with Bill Cosby, R. Kelly, you name it, well, and so they the need Raptors to be pulled. On that,
1: though, did
0: he? Oh, he was bragging about the fact. I mean, it was a short post, so it wasn't mm-hmm. like some long paragraph. But it was like, yeah, you know, posing and all that. And I'm like. Okay, I'm confused. And then, of course, we had J-Lo doing... uh, In the same space. Mm -hmm. At the same time that the documentary had just came out... I don't even want to call it a documentary. The movie, The Lifetime. I think it was part documentary, part whatever. Yeah. About R. Kelly. She's doing a tribute to Elvis Presley, who... It, again, people, this is not like top secret information. This is not like a quick one page of Google search will show you that his own ex-wife or widow or whatever. Yeah. Priscilla Presley talked about meeting him and engaging in sex with him when she was 14 and he was 24. Yet we're having Elvis Presley tributes it, from J-Lo, who is at least hip hop adjacent to Diddy. And, you know, she did the Motown tribute as well, for whatever reason. And then we have some of our own who, like, if it's, and I'm not saying it's not, by the way. But if we're going to say there's something wrong with R. Kelly and wrong with Bill Cosby, why are we celebrating Hugh Hefner in our same circles? And the Cosby show has been pulled from every platform except one, which I won't say because I actually was able to watch, I basically watched the Cosby show and different world. I watched like three to four episodes um, a couple Sundays ago. And when I watched the Cosby show specifically, I was like, now I remember, even though I was a little kid, like really little when it came out, I started from season one because I don't remember season one. And I'm like, now I remember when Barack Obama ran for president, why there were white folks and black folks and other folks saying, this would have never been possible had it not been for the Cosby show.
1: Damn.
0: Like just watching Felicia Rashad, Um, talk to Rudy in a a certain way. You don't do this and you do that and this and that and having standards Mm -hmm. and taking Bill Cosby, let's put him off to the side for a second. Felicia Rashad is phenomenal. She's amazing. She recently got some accolades uh, for a show that she's part of Um, Malcolm Jamal Warner. is great within his own right. And there's so many people that you don't even realize we would never know who they were I had they not been on the Cosby show. I a
1: without Lisa Bonet. Yeah. Without being able to say, Lisa Bonet, bitch, oh my God.
0: Mm. Yeah, I know Felicia Rashad had, when everything first hit the fan, she was quick to say, it. she never experienced um, any of what was being accused of yeah. by him. And I know that for a fact, Keisha Night Pulliam had even accompanied him um, to the courthouse. Mm-hmm. Um... But, again, you know, I'm talking about how social media... Like, none of us were there on set at the show. Nothing has come out from anyone from the show. Mm -hmm. We have these other allegations from a a number of people. Um, But it's just interesting to me how we still have a Graceland. You still have... And that's profitable, unless I'm missing something. You still have people as big as J-Lo doing tribute. You have our folks flying and posing and posting from the playboy mansion and it. after i saw that get, believe it or not folks it was only a couple of days ago someone wasn't even looking for it someone posted information about the underage girls at the playboy mansion oh God. i mean to me it was kind of like a duh yeah but of someone actually went and did the research
1: it's basically a luxury brothel mm-hmm. the playboy mansion i don't know it's a tough spot to be in especially when it comes to the Bill Cosby situation, because, you know, like, Little Bill was the shit for me when I was Little young. Little You know? Out here, <laughs> you know, every, what was it, like, weekdays? I don't know. The more comfortable times in my life when I didn't have actual things to do. <laughs> um, I remember being into Little Bill and watching the Cosby show. I remember, like, delighting in being able to go back and watch the Flip Wilson show mm. with my mom and, like, look at all of those little skits he used to do his stand-up was amazing you know didn't have to use any profanity just great storytelling and um even just the way he would speak about things like I think uh in the B.B. King documentary the way he discussed um and this was around the same time that he was under fire for all these allegations Mm -hmm. um the way he spoke about B.B. King from the perspective of being a black man growing up in the worst time to be a black man that was um very powerful it's like his presence and his words always meant so much to not just me but everyone and then you know this whole thing comes out and felicia rashad also offered this she said that um this is just them trying to destroy his legacy um and I just, I don't think that's impossible, you know? Mm-hmm. But then it's like, as a woman and as someone that just has a little bit of give a shit in them, the last thing you want is to ever deny someone right. their justice because of whatever, you know, disbelief you may have mm-hmm. or attachment you may have to the person that's being accused. It's a tough place to be in. And I feel like all of this. Disgracing only happens because he's black. The same thing with Michael, like they're trying to get his music banned, and now that he's dead, um, you know, all of these things are resurfacing about him molesting little boys, even though it was proven to be untrue. Honestly, though, like I just feel like Bill didn't renew his Illuminati subscription, <laughs> and I feel like Michael. <laughs> kind of just stopped paying his because like he was trying to fight for his masters and he publicly acknowledged that right? and he had like some kind of ominous message about that as well so you know I he just... had
0: that I do wonder what was going on with Michael from a because we talk a lot about mental health and mm-hmm. emotional health he started aligning himself you know he was white America's favorite artist yeah and then several years later he was aligning himself with um security and all, not just from a security standpoint but also aligning himself with folks from the nation of islam so he obviously felt like you know he needed protection and there's stuff going on that we probably will never yeah and, yeah there's probably stuff that was happening that we will never know about um that he was it was present of mind for him and he knew that You know, he had to protect himself or try to protect himself the best way he could.
1: Especially because of the level of success he achieved. It's like, you know, celebrities are basically just show ponies. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Just prize-winning show ponies. And nothing is what we think it is. It's never as straightforward as we think. And we don't know what actually goes on. So. There's a lot of things to consider.
0: But to your point about making sure we, you know, don't dismiss someone else's abuse or pain or what Mm -hmm. have you. And we're like, uh, come to reckoning point. But once again, you know, there's just not any consistency. And it's hard to take these folks seriously when, you know, again, we're in the information age. So it's like either you're willfully ignorant Or you just want to, you're so hyped up on social media and you want to be part of a movement, you don't care to see the bigger picture because if we're going to do this, let's really do this. There should never be another Oscars, there should never be another Golden Globes. The man, um, when you see Metro Goldwyn Mayor, is is the last name. He was responsible for this whole casting couch nonsense. Mm -hmm. He um, violated Shirley Temple, which was one of my favorite childhood stars growing up I loved the Shirley Temple movies did not know you know that she was white and I was black back then I just loved Shirley Temple I was gravitated and I mean even the making of the Golden Globes the Oscars if you knew what was behind that that was to like um, discourage actors to not unionize and get together and, and fight for their rights and it was also a way to get them to fight Um, had, like, infighting amongst themselves, so they would all be vying for these, you know, coveted awards. Like, there's a lot. And that's just the—by the way, that is literally the tip of the 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 iceberg. So if you really are, like, muting people and want people, you know, that look like you to be pulled off these streaming platforms and Hulu and everything else, you need to be using your voice to make sure that they look in their own backyard because there's women— who are benefiting from the fact that you know we're talking about individual artists film is an entire industry Mm-mm. so regardless of who gets pulled and who doesn't just like with sports and Colin kaepernick you know a lot of people were kind of like icy towards him when he first started his movement and now they're on the bandwagon we don't own any of this no nope. so you don't own these multi-billion dollar platforms whether it's football basketball the recording industry, the film industry, and on and on and on. Yep. And you're going to pull the folks who have some of the largest bodies of work. And, I, I, you know, Michael is one thing. Bill is another thing. R. Kelly is certainly his own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but my point is you're not just impacting that person you're impacting the folks that worked with them, the folks that made names for themselves
1: and yourself the
0: ultimately because we don't own any of this. We're just on the platform. So the little bit of leverage we have, you're willing to like jump on the bandwagon without really thinking about what is it that we are fighting for and what do we want? Because if we are fighting for all of these people um, who violated women to be gone, I shouldn't see nobody on the red carpet.
1: Okay. I don't know, it's like, things like this just make you see how fucking ridiculous people are, because the fact is, like you said, we don't own any of this shit. We're out here cherry picking Mm -hmm. and doing all of this selective activism in someone else's orchard, and it makes no sense. I always say this, and I'm gonna keep saying this until I keel over from exhaustion. Freedom... Is literally acceptance of all things. And I don't think anyone realizes that. To be free means to embrace all aspects of everything imaginable. Be it right or wrong. It's a complete dismissal of right or wrong. Mm -hmm. And right or wrong is very black and white. But somehow we've managed to make it very subjective it's only how we feel or what we think but right and wrong is as plain as day and we have to understand and know truly know that if we're going to keep pushing and asking for this freedom that means that everything goes not just what you'd like to go not just what would work for your cousins or whoever <laughs> everyone is going to have to be allowed to do whatever they want and we are not capable of handling that kind of responsibility because with what we have now we are not even as progressive as we should be as a collective and the bottom line is we just need to stop like I'm so fucking sick of the arguing and the constant yip yap that I keep seeing on Instagram. Oh,
0: God's not stopping anytime soon. everyone's
1: woke, everyone's got this energy, like, everyone's talking about vibes and all this shit that they actually don't even know anything about. (laughs) I'm so fucking tired of it.
0: Yeah, I've stopped posting. I was posting about that type of stuff like four years ago, and now everyone is. So I've just kind of stopped. Everyone's and if you so meet me, then you'll, you'll feel the vibe. You'll <laughs> feel the energy.
1: I just, I just, <laughs> I can't. Like, I just want everyone to get clear and really be honest. Mm-hmm. Really be honest with yourself and really think about what it is you want for yourself and what you think the world should be like but before you can even consider judgment for an entire existence start here oh yeah think about what's going on in there
0: prioritize yourself where you are we talked about this on the show a while back learn how to recenter yourself because i mean i live in new york city it's real quick it's real easy to get knocked off center Mm -hmm. all it takes is like three elbows on the subway (laughs) (laughs) and um, i'm like "Ah, what's going on why is everybody being so annoying and it's like you really have to come up with ways whether that's taking a longer walk i've done that Mm -hmm. walking i I mean we don't have a lot of greenery here Mm -hmm. but find little patches of Places where you can kind of sit and chill, or walk through the grass, or what Even have you.
1: Showering or sitting in the tub kind of counts as being one actually, with nature.
0: yeah. Sitting in the tub but is grounded. It's a grounding exercise.
1: Mm-hmm. Because I, I just I don't know. Like I went to see the Avengers movie recently, Endgame. <laughs> no, no, I haven't I seen it yet. and <laughs> there were certain parts, of course, where everyone, like I was emotional. Mm-hmm some people were emotional but i noticed that a strong 90 percent of the audience was very uncomfortable with the emotion Hmm. because they were all trying to be funny and they were all trying to make the audience
0: was trying to be funny like everyone in the
1: theater was like i don't know you know trying to crack a joke and i'm just like oh you poor broken damaged soul." now we know
0: why dating is so tough don't we
1: (laughs) Like, get in touch with your fucking selves. <laughs> Worry about yourselves. It, like, oh work inward, and then we can progress <laughs> outwardly. Because all of the things that we talk about and go off about, mm-hmm. and it's it's just... it's it, it literally means nothing in the grand scheme of everything. Hmm. And I just need everyone to realize
0: that. I have that. yet to, to see Avengers, and unfortunately, I saw someone it hasn't ruined the whole thing for me, but someone put a spoiler and I'm really pissed off about it. What I'm not going to say it. I'm definitely not going to say it, Okay, but I was like, why? What was later. the point of posting this? But, um, speak. I do want to talk about a couple movies. Um, I've seen one and I have not seen the other one. Mm-hmm. Um, one <laughs> talk about showing different sides of yourself. Um, Mr. Tyler Perry, how you doing? Shout out to you. Um, there's a movie called Medea's funeral. I mean, obviously from the name, you can glean that he killed off Medea. Finally. Um, I have enjoyed a couple. I've probably seen, I don't know, three or more Medea movies, and I probably enjoyed, like, two of them. Um, And one I was dragged to by my grandmother. Um, But I don't know. Like, Tyler has contributed a lot, so I don't want to take that away from him. But I will say I was satisfied (laughs) when I heard the title Medea's funeral it was like, like what you just said. I was just like, yeah. yes, finally. Oh, like, Jesus it,
1: Christ.
0: Why are we happy that Medea's did? Because
1: it's, it's <laughs> you know, I don't know. I think it's just us. For me personally, <laughs> um, I consider myself a little bit of a snob when it comes to film and music because I grew up in a musical background mm-hmm. as I've established from episode one. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had um parents that you know like I'm watching westerns and action flicks with my dad on like Saturdays and Sundays and I'm watching you know As the World Turns and Whatever <laughs> Else with Mom and you know all of these and then like eventually I just got into a place of self-discovery Um where I was just exploring different movie titles and different film styles and you know foreign films and just overall things that just Expanded my palate, mm-hmm. and you know, music and film and things you read, it's essentially like a diet for your brain. That's true. So, to me, the Medea movies, as well as pretty much every Tyler Perry movie, ain't shit but fried chicken and mac and cheese and greens with ham in it. And we don't need to eat that all the time. Like, I just felt like, the a great deal of the Medea movies were very shuck and jive. Yes. Like, they were very inferior. And, you know, then our beautiful people will turn around and say things like, oh, um, you know, when are we going to get an Oscar? And I'm just like, for what? <laughs> right along? No. Like, you know. So for me, I'm glad that it's <laughs> over because it's not contributing anything. Yeah. Of course we need our fun you know our comedy of course we need that yeah but when you're coming from a line of Sidney Portiers and even as recent as Denzel Washington Will Smith is out here you know bringing his up best the, life trying to deliver <laughs> something like yeah. you come from those degrees and then it's Tyler Perry I think all this chitlin circuit shit it's like
0: it did two things. You, when you hit it stop? on. So I grew up watching a lot of shows, and a lot of them I forgot about. Like mm. I was sitting here watching one with my son, and he was like, "I've never heard of this show," <laughs> but he was laughing, and I was like, "Now look at that." Yeah. Um, we were actually watching Hangin' with Mr. Cooper, so Aww. I was like, "I bet you never heard of um a smart guy either," and he was like, "No." What? And I'm like, "I bet you never heard of um mm. yeah, One on Flex. One and with Flex." Right and what was the other one I was thinking of? Oh, the one we had with our girl. Like I know her personally, Eve. Mm-hmm. Eve had her own TV show that was literally yeah. called oh, yeah, Eve. Yeah, Um, girlfriends was well oh my written. god, don't even like, start with our girlfriends. So I love many that show.
1: Good quality, great show. And
0: that's my point. I think that well, two things. Tyler and Medea. That wasn't his only movies. There was one movie he did that Medea had nothing to do with. That I actually mm-hmm. thought was. I was surprised by how good it was and it was the one with I don't know. I think it was I can, one, I, it. Yeah, I can Do Bad All By Myself or no, something. That was actually good. When and black doesn't, black, black doesn't he have a show black. on like Oprah's Network? I don't watch it, but people have said it's really good. I think it's called the Have It Have, the nots have and or something. Have nots, yeah. So he has
1: And de- if Loving You Is Wrong. I think does he have Yeah, that he
0: one has too? breath and there's probably other stuff that we're not thinking of that he's done medea was a part of it but i think in the absence we had all of those shows and all of those films 20 or so 20 years ago to go from that to basically we only have like i watched um or i read this study I, i can't remember if it was usa today but it was one of the big ones and they were breaking down by ethnic group what the number one shows were So it was literally Asians, whites, Latinx, and and black folk, I'll just call it. Um, And theirs were definitely more diverse. And our, let's say out of the top five, two of our shows, one was... um,
1: Meet the Browns.
0: No, it wasn't even that. No, they were both reality shows. Wow. In the top five. It was like one of the Love and Hip Hops and and the, the Housewives of Atlanta. I stopped watching that several seasons ago. But it was like, these are the top shows. Like, we don't even have that many blacks. We have blackish. It was maybe in the top 10, but it wasn't as high as those two. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, says a lot. So it's not, you know, I'm not trying to, like I said, he's contributed and he's moved some things forward, but it was time for Medea to go.
1: Yeah.
0: And it's not just time for Medea to go, it's time to bring back that variety, that diversity of shows um we got little sprinkles here and there but i mean
1: god bless mr peel because he's making it rain out here yes i wanted to talk about that he's like you know out here with the defibrillators bringing back the twilight zone doing the day. well to your point if
0: you're eating junk food and then someone gives you some really good food Mm. you might turn it away
1: of course
0: and with the us movie which i did see So if you still haven't seen it, then maybe just skip past this part. (laughs) Look at the show notes and skip past this part. But, um, I, okay. Weird kid. I talked about this before. So I talked about how I used to read Donald Goins novels, which I had no business reading (laughs) at age nine about all the pimps and dope (laughs) fiends and all that. (laughs) At that same time, nine year old, 10 year old me was also reading Agatha Christie novels. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I loved horror movies, but I didn't get scared by them. I laughed at them, yeah. and I definitely loved Alfred Hitchcock. Mm-hmm. And so that's, and I know you mentioned when you we were talking that he's doing something with the old Hitchcock or remake or something like that. Jordan Peele, isn't he? Yeah, I think so, yeah. But with the Us movie, I saw a lot of commentary, and it was really disheartening because, you know, the person I went to see the film with, we both were like, oh yeah that makes sense now you know when you saw the ending it was like certain things that either happened at the beginning or throughout the movie it was like oh oh that poor little boy like his mom's a psycho like whatever yeah but um i saw people on twitter and instagram and they were like oh i didn't like it i thought it was a horror movie it was a psychological thriller stop pause rewind you're a black person saying Okay, I get what you expected, because I also thought it was going to be more horror. Mm-hmm. But it was a psychological thriller. Just take those two words, psychological thriller, and then tell me how many other black movies were psychological thrillers. Have
1: you seen anything like it? Or do you just want help me and just get Amari the <laughs> and then back out here? Like, come on now. So
0: even if it wasn't what you expected, can you at least celebrate and appreciate The fact that we have a a psychological thriller that everybody's going to see. No. And that we have different shades of us. We're not always just shucking and driving or hypersexual or fighting and pulling weaves. Like, I don't understand. Of
1: course. Of course not. I don't know. But I gotta say, um,. For me, it was horror because I definitely looked away a couple times. Really, I didn't get my usual whiplash from all the jump scares, but um, that voice Lupita put on the tethered—oh, yeah, she—that yes, scared yes, yes, me. Yes. That haunted me for a little bit. She's bad, um, but she turned it out. She's incredible. Um, and the movie itself, I appreciated the plot twist. You know, they really crossed me up at the end. I was mm-hmm. like, oh wait, like. Oh, I wasn't expecting that. I won't ruin it for those that are watching, but um, I think it's great. I think, you know, it it gives me hope for the future that we may be experiencing a turn in cinema Mm -hmm. um, as a community. And hopefully other people will want to step up and do better than Medea.
0: I will say I was so caught up in trying to follow the movie And there was moments, I didn't turn away, but you know, they were suspenseful or they were like jarring or whatever. Mm -hmm. I got like three fourths through the movie before I I nudged the person I was sitting there. I was like, you know what? I just realized that, you know, yes, there's other people that aren't black in this movie, but the black folks in this movie are all really, really dark Mm skin. And I was like, I've never seen that before. (laughs) Yeah, it hasn't It was like a pause moment. I was like, I can't think of any show I can't even think of a video. Like I can't think of anything where the it was either all black or like in this case, you know, the focal point was on the black folks.
1: And they were all really dark. He literally like flipped the dynamic, the traditional dynamic that we see in television. Like even in commercials, like, you know, even if there's one black person, they're kind of black, like they're black like this. They're not, they're you know,
0: brown, black. a brown white person. <laughs>
1: right. <laughs> In a wig. Most of the
0: time. Oh, my God. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> but yeah, like he flipped the dynamic where the central focus are black people, not and not black in the soothing, marketable sense with like a tinge of, you know, cream or whatever, like actual black show. Oh my black. god. Black show. <laughs> I black-tual, like that. Okay. So I'm I black-tual. appreciated that as well. <laughs> um, and then you know, he still included other races mm-hmm. um, and made them exactly like he portrayed everyone exactly as they are.
0: So this is where we go back to intellect and seeing things from a big picture perspective mm-hmm. because Jordan Peele is biracial mm-hmm. first off and his wife is white and I love her on on Brooklyn um nine nine mm. so I you you put it very eloquently I think it was in the last episode about the formula
1: yeah
0: for hip-hop videos and these are folks who are not For the most part, you know, the artists, for the most part, are not biracial. I mean, we didn't get Drake and, and, and J. Cole until very recently. So how is it that a man who has one, at least one parent who is other and whose wife doesn't look like us can see the importance and the priority to have a movie with an all dark skin cast of black people? He sees that that's something missing and that the, it's important because he could have easily just put Lupita and somebody that looked like Drake and some kids that were my complexion right. and nobody would have blinked. I wouldn't have blinked, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But he deliberately kept, and even the girl who played younger Lupita, even the people who played Lupita's parents, so that we got like eight really dark-skinned people, right? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna share something with you. I didn't think about it until just now. You were saying how people reacted during the Avengers movie. There were two girls, and it's dark in the movie theater. So I can only tell you based on their hair texture and their accents. So they sounded like they could have been either Dominican or some type of Latina, because again, accent. And I'm gonna tell you, and I didn't even, I don't know if I shared it with the person that I watched the movie with. If I did, it was after we left the theater. There were several times when they did a close up of one of the darker um, women in the in the movie, and they they kept repeating, "She's so ugly, she's so ugly, <laughs> she's so ugly," and I was like, "What?" But I didn't let it distract me from following the movie. I shared it with a couple people after the movie. I'm just now thinking of this because I actually saw it the day it came out, so it's been a minute now, and they were like. Surprised that I didn't sound as angry as they thought I should sound, and I said, "The reason I don't sound angry and that I'm smiling is because I. It's not even that I'm going to call them anything out of their name. I'm not. Um, there is an element of ignorance there, but it's not even their fault. Because when you see black people, like we just said, you, there's an absence of the really, really darker skin." in film, in shows, in media. So really, they don't even know what they're saying. And I honestly don't think that they thought she was ugly. I think that they just haven't been exposed to it enough. Because I remember when Instagram first came out, and people, you know, Instagram model is like commonplace for us now, but it wasn't back then. And, you know, people... The big influencers will put their tips and they're like, just post a bunch of pictures of yourself. Post like three pictures a day. No matter how average you look, you will automatically, this is a trick, become more attractive to people because, no, because they see your face. So as silly as that is and lighthearted as that is, it does transfer into media. They think she's ugly because they're not used to seeing that Black chocolate, dark face on a woman. We've seen Morris Chestnut, we've seen Wesley Snipes, Lupita. She's just gorgeous. I mean, I want to take anything away from her, but no matter what color she is, she has certain
1: features features that
0: are more acceptable
1: head to toe.
0: And she's small and all those things. But she's just one person, right? One very gorgeous person, but just one person. You haven't seen the full breadth. Of women with different features, different size, you know, noses, cheekbones, lips. And so that just told me, that was a signal to me, we need more of that. It wasn't even a knock on that. It was unfortunate that they felt the need to voice that in the theater. But, um, and so, you know, that also reminds me of some stuff. Like you were saying all the nonsense and fake wokeness on Instagram where you know there was an argument i don't even know what the post was y'all but people was arguing because
1: like why are we arguing somebody
0: said something about their child being attractive but they put emphasis on the fact that the child was light-skinned now keep in mind my mother is very 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 (laughs) light-skinned like i can't even think of anybody off the top of my head who's that light and she was very um, transparent with me around nine or ten. That was interesting age. Um, about like what how
1: happened to you when you are nine? You in the mix when you're nine? I don't All know right. what was
0: going on, but she wanted to. She pulled me to the side. Your
1: nine was your eighteen.
0: Yeah, she said, "Look, the way I have, you know, dealt with white folks and how they deal with me is going to be different for you, especially if you work in an office." She said, "I don't know what you're going to do, but mm-hmm. just understand." I was like, "What are you talking about?" She said, "They're going to receive you differently," and she was like. People, there's an ambiguity to her. People have asked her if she was part Asian, Mm -hmm. if she's this, if she's that. She's like, when you walk into an office, there's not going to be any ambiguity. You're going to walk in as a black woman. Mm -hmm. And I'm, my nine-year-old self, like, okay, just listening intently. She's like, our men are not going to react to you the same way either. Just understand that. I love you. I love your complexion. I wish I had your complexion. But this is the reality of it. And... Even outside of my family, like unless you've just been under a rock and have never read a history book or anything, you know that there are black folks who passed um,
1: the paper bag test.
0: Well, there was a paper bag test, but then there's black folks who actually were light enough to pass as white. Mm -hmm. And why would you pass as white unless you thought you could have a better life experience and why am i saying this yeah you're like where what's the point chichi the point is (laughs) why i saw so many light skin folks teen (laughs) white skin in the comments saying oh well it's the same thing as when you say your child is chocolate it's not Mm -mm. it should be let me Mm -hmm. just say that but it's not and then it won't be for a long time it's not until we clean up this mess yeah (laughs) Of us falling in line under white supremacy, and it ain't just us. It's it's Asians. It's Everybody. other other folks too. It's well, I'm talking about us. Mm -hmm. It's not the same thing as someone saying, oh, my beautiful chocolate baby, because those beautiful chocolate babies who are now 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, dare I say 80 years old, Mm -hmm. were told to get their ass in the house when the sun is out. Mm -hmm. We're told that they weren't as pretty as their cousin or or sister or whatever neighbor down the street who was of lighter hue. That does not give people license to make someone feel bad because they have a lighter skin tone no but let's not get it twisted like please stop because y'all sound like white folks when they say oh well i'm i didn't you know i wasn't part of slavery like just oh, stop God. there's privilege historically regardless of what you may have went through with <laughs> being teased currently, and saying that you acting light-skinned or whatever, yeah. there is a privilege that goes beyond any schoolhouse teasing for being of lighter skin. And white folks, absolutely, they can play the game if they want to. They certainly can see lighter skin because part of that, you know, narrative that my mother shared with me, and she wasn't the only one. Mm-hmm. I've, I've heard it from other people, family members, friends, my friends' mothers, they have said the same thing. So it wasn't just heard that white folks will come to them, mm-hmm. the Radon Chong's of the world, yeah. <laughs> and complain about the black people in the office as if they weren't talking to a black woman. That's happened Do to Do you really mom. think that's yeah. going to happen to someone that looks like me or darker? No. So <laughs> just fact. stop the shenanigans, please.
1: That's a fact. And you're not going to get the what are you question. No,
0: either. no. Mm. The only people I get that from is people that look like me. Because everybody trying to, especially in New York, everybody trying to pinpoint what it's island you came ago, from. Yeah. And my <laughs> island is Chicago.
1: So. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> exhausting. Um, and I notice it with, um, like, when being natural, when... The natural hair was making a comeback and everyone was big chopping and having wash days and coat washing (laughs) and deep conditioning. I can't. I noticed that everyone only ever wanted to acknowledge either the ones with the luxurious 3C afros never the super kinky 4C mm-hmm. hair textures. It was always 3C curled, kinky, coily hair. And if you had like a ballsy or it was short, no one was really fucking with you. Like long hair and loose curl is easily associated with lighter
0: skin. Um, it's really weird what you saying that because the last time I was at the dry bar mm-hmm. and this has happened at every place from chicago to new york mm-hmm. as soon as they wash my hair mm-hmm. oh my god like you really have like curly hair yeah. and on one hand i'm like you know the tone is always complimentary and all, is it like half complimentary and half shocked yeah and so i i said this to someone recently and they were like okay i'm not gonna even lie like you're telling them the truth i am like this wouldn't even be a conversation." It wouldn't even be something for y'all to point out if my complexion was lighter. It's almost like,
1: oh, (laughs) how
0: and and to your point also with the natural hair movement, finally, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. finally it was acknowledged. I don't know how I was being. I'm kept up with it that we were only promoting
1: that the looser that curl texture, texture. yeah yeah like it's when i used to get my hair done in salons anytime same thing mm-hmm. oh she must be mixed because <laughs> my hair is curly as well and i'm just like it's just it's really pitiful oh.
0: Yes, thank God Nowhere for India, Ari. Thank God for mm-hmm. India. Well, India I love got that dragged song. too.
1: What's she getting dragged? What'd she do? You didn't see it was like ages ago at this point, but um she released a photo where she looked a lot lighter. I think it was either for a single or an serious? album cover. Even like Tommy Sotomayor was like, oh, oh you're God. Brown skin. Oh God. Oh <laughs> God like
0: oh, everyone God.
1: drug her from here to there you should look it up well maybe
0: like we'll talk about it on um maybe we'll talk about it on another show maybe for next yeah. season but i do recall and shout out to whoever found this old ass probably was under their mama's bed or some mm-hmm. magazine article where Lil kim spoke in depth about the abuse and i'm not talking about just physical abuse i'm talking about overtly verbal abuse about her skin color that she received from a lot of the men she dated, and why that just tore into her and ate her apart. Shit. Um, and you know, I was one of the first people to vocalize it. I saw other people join the fray later. That was like, y'all really, regardless of what you think, like y'all really gonna like step over this big elephant in the room? And we talked about it. I think on the last episode, and we talked about it on other episodes. Um, but that's a big problem. If we really are a community, we call ourselves a hip hop community.
1: Right.
0: Y'all, we got to address this. Like, we really need to address this hatred for dark skin and especially how it manifests itself when you're talking about black women. And I don't, I have yet to hear anyone with a radio platform or a large podcast platform talk about that.
1: It's just it's like I don't understand. You know, it's just tragically sad. Do like, you
0: really want these five-year-old girls to, fifteen years from now, having the same complaints? Like,
1: we're not a commodity. <laughs> we're not a fucking commodity. We are human beings that I, for one, did not ask to be here. I'm blessed and all that, grateful to the powers that be. But I didn't <laughs> ask to be here. I didn't choose. If I could choose, I would probably be carbonation oh in my soda. God or a tiger or a volcano I wouldn't be a human being and I for damn sure that being said did not choose my complexion no one did no one does and I don't understand why people have it in their mind that if you're born this way then I guess like it's you know divine interference (laughs) like you were selected (laughs) to be lighter Mm -hmm. and it makes you greater no it's genetics and well that's social conditioning I know, and it's exhausting. It's exhausting. So it's like, you know, everyone just needs to wake the fuck up. And, and get you know, we
0: asked what women want from hip-hop last time, but, I mean, mm-hmm. I just want to... we talking about all the Burn different sides. Burn it all down.
1: Like, let's restructure, let's rebuild, you know, get the dark-skinned girl out of the kitchen, get her to stop <laughs> oh twerking, make her the main <laughs> girl in the Ferrari for a change, you know? flip this flip the script <laughs> follow Mr. Peel's example But you know what hip hop you know
0: in all its glory is still yeah we see it in a lot of commercials now um way more than we did you know 5 years ago 10 years ago but it's like still somehow it's mainstream but it still makes people uncomfortable it's weird it's really it's like that child that is the black sheep of the family however they turned out to be super talented so now you're like hey that's my baby that's my baby I still don't like that I still don't you know I treated them like crap when they were coming up
1: but now that they made it big but you know
0: I support you it's really weird and I feel like the folks that aren't really part of the community where hip-hop started in they have definitely we talked all through this show about showing different sides of ourselves and different sides of people and even those people who may have done wrong yeah. and it's like oh hip hop is just something that I can that gives me license to use the word bitch or something I can listen to when I'm working out when or I'm something like I'm the shit I need bravado, yeah. you know, but yeah. they, they forget that there's a community aspect, there's this empowerment aspect, this uplifting aspect, and there's plenty of artists out there. Um, and maybe we'll cover some of them because not all of them are female necessarily that, that are about empowerment and uplifting and that type of thing. But hip hop hasn't really been given a seat at the table. I feel like they're still sitting at the little table like you do at Thanksgiving. Because
1: hip hop is still undeniably black, mm. even though they have all these other, you know, ambiguously brown <laughs> girls and all of these white girls and it's in like sketchers commercials they got you know people you know hitting that dance in the Skechers commercials mm-hmm. and whatever else like it's accepted as far as marketing goes but it's still very black
0: interesting and
1: that's why it hasn't been completely accepted you know it's it's basically a phenomenon for people such as Katy Perry and Miley Cyrus, it's a fetish or a
0: please. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, they come in and out of it. Yeah, the, they put it on. They perform hip-hop, yeah. and they take it off like a costume. Yeah,
1: even Taylor Swift is shaking it off and all of that shit, you know? <laughs> it's it's convenient. It's cute. It's fun. It's, it's no different from, you know, jazz and tap dancing back in the 20s when... Everyone was you know oh going, God like yeah. it's the same thing. It's essentially the same. It's just a more advanced, more modern mirror of that of that shuck and jive
0: Well we talked a little bit earlier about the lack, so then, anyway the lack of ownership across mm-hmm. all these different genres we, and we did we did include I think the music industry but it is has always been a point of contention for me personally that hip hop to your point. Is so black, mm-hmm. but the ownership isn't. No, like of all the places where you would think there would be black ownership, you would think hip hop would be right. there. When, like when those we raps- know we're not going to dismantle the NFL anytime soon, but hip hop, like really, like,
1: like when he's <laughs> like, I think it was, um, I want to say it was Bobby Shmurda mm-hmm. There was like a video of him circulating where he was in a boardroom, like auditioning or rapping for some record execs, and it's just like. All of these awkward white men and women just sitting there watching him, you know, turn up and you know <laughs> throw all these niggas and fucks around the room, and they're just sitting there like, <laughs> I would you know. Like to peel
0: that back. Maybe we'll do some behind the scenes on that because I, I don't want to stop there. Um, we're closing the episode soon, but that is just that visual that you painted is crazy to me. Chuck.
1: And because job. regardless of what mm-hmm. year
0: it is, whether it's 19... When did the hip-hop start? 1973? Mm-hmm. Bobby Schmerta, you know, in the 2000s, and everything in between. It is... Regardless of the nonsense that I'm seeing on social media, Black men and women do love each other. We got a lot of work to do, but there's love there, right? It is very difficult to be either in this world. Yep. And this man has somehow... Flipped it and turned his talent into something that people connect with, and telling his story. See, so that's the thing about hip hop; it's spiritual, and so it's kind of scary to me that we don't own it. And mm-hmm. from that regard, yeah. Um, and you sitting around people who, like you said, are just very awkward. They're not really part of the culture in a lot of ways. Sometimes they actually are performing as if they're part of the culture. Yeah, I've seen those that too.
1: God damn! I've Fox, seen those too. News. That fucking weather, whatever, I don't know what the hell he does, but he's been like doing oh all the dances and out. shit. Oh, I seen that. I'm sick of that. Stop applauding these Oh my gosh. And then y'all like, oh they can it. come to the hook No, out. <laughs> I'm sick of that shit. Stop that. Stop. It's not that hard to learn a dance. It's harder to learn how to fucking respect people yes. in spite of what color they are. Thank That's you. That's what I want to see. Not no goddamn whatever the fuck these dances are. I don't even know the names and how of how these either. things these kids are doing. All I of should, this but shit. I
0: don't. I know what it looks like.
1: I know. What I, it can looks- pro- I can. I do the dance. I can't. My knees can are do bad. It. Do it, do it, do it. Wait till mm. the summer. Oh. <laughs> Um, so but no, I do want
0: to. I want to. I want to explore that. We're going to explore that later. That'll be exclusive content for our people that follow us on social. Um, wow,
1: stressing me out.
0: Wow, a like, lot of lot of stuff covered. Um, what do you want to say as we close out this show, this episode, and this season? As we close out season two.
1: As always, I just want everyone to. Know and understand that even though you didn't have the privilege to... Because it all starts with the home. Mm -hmm. It all starts with your parents. It all starts from there. If you are someone that was not fortunate enough to be exposed to things that gave you a better opportunity to consider what you'd want out of life and what you want for yourself and who you are... Actively take time to do that and explore and find out what you like for you and figure out who you are as an individual and don't just willingly swim along with the rest of the fish. Take some time and figure it out. And another thing, I'm no, you know... I mean, I I I'd like to consider myself as more of like that guru that you find in the woods somewhere when you're like really high. <laughs> like I don't I live my life how I live my life. Um, you know, I'm not a vegan. I'm not a yogi. I don't do any of that shit. But I do what works for me, and I'm happy. And that's why I say the things I say. So I will say this: while it's cute now not to give a fuck, I know you do. Mm. And I'm gonna
0: leave I like it at that. that. I like that. I am going to talk to the women. Specifically, I love all of our men. I especially love the feedback that you guys give us, the support, um <coughs> the sharing. But I do want women to take better stock of their value whether And we all wear different roles. So whether you're an artist, whether you're a rapper, singer, whether you work in at target, whether you work downtown, whether you work on Wall Street, whether you work in Midtown, please understand when, you know, girlfriend, wife, mother, whatever your title is,
1: Wendy Williams,
0: please understand your worth. And like Kimber, I am not blowing smoke. I'm speaking from personal experience. I have not, you know, I've danced around in certain episodes and I always said at some point I'll share that with you guys, that part of my journey. But I've been celibate for some time now and I'm not lacking in anything. I'm not lacking in attention from men. I'm not lacking in dates. I'm not lacking in gifts. I'm not lacking in flights. I'm not lacking in anything. And that's not me bragging. That's a Part of this discovery I've been on, um, the spiritual path, and a lot of it had nothing to do with celibacy. It had to do with me unlearning certain things um, and healing from a lot of childhood trauma, trauma, um, which I didn't realize that that childhood trauma had not only affected how I date and the partners I selected, but it also affected how I view myself, how I show up in the world. Um, The boundaries I put around myself. So that was just a happy, um, a happy, you know, bonus, I guess, was learning that other piece about when you've heard men say it. I know you've heard older men say this and you've heard older women say it and you probably were too young. I know I was. And I was just like, okay, yeah, that sounds good. (laughs) But when those people and now I'm one of those people telling you, tell you, you have so much power (laughs) as a woman.
1: Yeah.
0: Be selective with who you give yourself to. And have
1: children with you. Not because
0: anyone's trying to diminish your rights. Because now we've been sold this bill of goods that you have the right to go and sleep with the whole world.
1: Oh, my God. And,
0: you know, whoever's crafting that message, it sounds real good on paper, right? It's like one plus one is two. Men can do this and women can do this too. But you are a receiver, Okay, physically you are a receiver you're (laughs) taking it just like she said about the stuff we read and consume you're consuming (laughs) men when you lay down with one okay so before you even get to that point please do that work that inner work but as you're doing that inner work never sell yourself short And understand how powerful you are and understand your value in the world and understand, of course, your value to yourself. Um, The world
1: won't end if you don't pop your pussy just this once.
0: It really won't.
1: It'll be all right.
0: Um, Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's not where I started um, (laughs) mentally or emotionally when I thought of um, the the concept for popping Off Pink. But I feel like it's um, appropriate to end on that note. For season two, and we are going into the summer, so I think it's appropriate from a seasonal perspective as well. <laughs> Something summer. for y'all to keep in mind. It's gonna be warm. I can't wait. So you will see us doing our thing. You see camera doing her thing. Tell them about your newest
1: thing. I have a line of <laughs> shirts with all of my digital art as well as ridiculous expressions that come from my heart. <laughs> And it's all under the line name Slack. For those who are West Indian, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> for the rest of you, look it up. Oh, but okay. Urban Dictionary. <laughs> right. <laughs> but um, the line is called Slack. The website is pureslack.com. There are shirts available for daddies and baddies. <laughs> so take a look. See what you like thank you so much
0: i ordered my shirt
1: yes um
0: and just repeating because y'all special is pure dot com
1: p-u-r-e-s-l-a-c-k dot com
0: and i i'm gonna be honest i'm gonna give y'all a little tidbit i have (laughs) i have a few directions i could be going in while we're in the off season i'll definitely be thinking about this show um there's some things that People have wanted me to pick back up. I don't know if I will. So that's why I'm not going to even say them right now. But I will say that, you know, you'll see both of us separately doing our thing. Support PureSlack.com, support popping Off Pink, support Hip Hop Scriptures. Um, and we look forward to season three. There, there's some surprises, some stuff you definitely are not going to expect um but as as you wait for that relish and all the the stuff you can catch up on two whole seasons and interact with us you know yeah, you I can interact that. with us on our social interact with us on popping off pink social you know where to find us and we will hear from you and see you next time
1: peace out bye hoes.